all. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. You are joining me for week two of a series I am calling Whatever. No eye roll or valley girl impression here. This series is all about our thought life. What are our thoughts supposed to be about or look like? Should they reflect the good in us or the bad? What thoughts honor God? The main scripture for this series is Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I hope that at the end of this series, you and I will be able to have a Philippians 4, 8 thought life and outlook on the world. Last week, we began this series with an in-depth look at the word whatever, which appears six times in this one verse. We also looked at the first descriptor of what our thoughts should be. The first descriptor is true. Whatever above all else, our thoughts should be true. This word means unconcealed, true in fact, or reality. Basically, it means what cannot be hidden. If you missed last week's episode, go back and check it out for that particular discussion. Before we dive into today's descriptor word pertaining to our thoughts, I want to give a little foundational context for this verse. In this short book of the Bible, Philippians has four chapters chocked full of encouragement for the audience. Written by the Apostle Paul to the first European church he planted, Philippians is a letter sent to this church family to thank them for the gift they had sent Paul and to strengthen the believers there by showing them that true joy comes from Jesus Christ. All throughout the letter, Paul encourages the readers to have an attitude of Christ and to not set their minds on earthly things. There are four main themes of the letter. One, joy in suffering. Two, joy in serving. Three, joy in believing. And four, joy in giving. He also talks about how our attitudes should be intentionally like Jesus and we should have the mind like Jesus. He warns the audience about having their minds fixed on earthly things. He talks about how our lives should produce fruits of righteousness, and this includes our thoughts. All of this leads up to the final instructions he gives to the Philippian church in our key verse, chapter 4, verse 8. Paul must have had a pretty cushy life if he could write all about these, quote, joyous instructions. On the contrary, Paul wrote this joyous book from a prison cell in Rome, Italy, arrested for spreading the gospel of Jesus, and consequently he would be released a year later, but eventually he would be arrested again and martyred for his, quote, crimes just five short years later. Paul was a man that knew what a cushy life was, but he forsook all that For the sake of Jesus. And now, at the time of this book being written, was living behind the bars of forsaking the cushy life. Did he have his thoughts under the control of the Holy Spirit? Could he look at any situation no matter what with Philippians 4 8 eyes? You better believe he could. There is much to learn from the way Paul lived his life. That kind of living is available to us as well. Wow. That was a lot of information for the introduction. So now let's get into the meat of the thought descriptor we will study today. 
was blessed and honored to receive my grandmommy Andrew's china set when Brian and I got married. This priceless treasure is one of the few things I have that was once hers. It means so much to me. It is showcased in a prominent yet safe place for anyone coming into our home to look at and hopefully admire. It is simple and elegant, just like she was. Each piece is so special. Yes, I have eaten off of it a couple of times, and when we do, I ask that everyone be extra careful. One of the pieces, which is kind of a bonus, is a serving bowl, large enough to hold a side dish for a nice dinner, a large enough container to hold any number of things, actually. So what if one day I got it out and used it as a waste basket? It's a container, right? It has plenty of room for small pieces of paper, used tissues, or even chewed up gum. So what's the big deal? The big deal is this is a noble, honorable, and respectable container. Trash is not an appropriate home in it. Why do I tell you this? Because to me, that very noble, honorable, respectable, special bowl is like our brains. Our brains were created to hold or contain noble, honorable, and respectable thoughts, not trash, not thoughts that are out of line with the purpose of the container. This is what Philippians 4.8 tells us, that we, the children of God, should be thinking about noble things. Let's read the verse now. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The word noble in this verse means revered, honorable in character, to revere or deeply respect because the object is viewed as majestic or weighty. So noble, honorable, revered. The Greek word Paul used is only used three other times in the New Testament. All four times it is Paul using this word to demonstrate and instruct the Christian individual on godly living. God is looking for honorable people to serve him and spur other believers along to do the same. He is looking for, quote, containers to be used for noble service to him. This type of behavior starts with our thoughts. So what things in God's word has he told us he desires that we honor or revere? These are just a few and by no means an exhaustive list. Number one, we are told to revere God's sanctuary in Leviticus 19.30. And as we know from 1 Corinthians 6.19 and 20, that believers are now the sanctuary of God's presence through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we should not only revere the places of God's worship, but also each individual believer, because they, quote, house the presence of God, and therefore are his sanctuary. Number two, we are to honor and revere God himself. This comes from Deuteronomy 4.10, 14.23, Psalm 33.8, and Ecclesiastes 8.12. We are to be in fear, not negative fear, but fear of God's power. He is powerful. He is sovereign. God is in control. Reverence for Him is the only response when we have an accurate view of God.
We are to honor and revere God's glory. Psalm 102 verse 15 tells us that. The word glory in Hebrew means weight. We should revere the heaviness of God's character and how it shows itself in glory. Number four, we need to honor and revere God's name. This is seen in Revelation 11:18. Did you know that there are over 100 names for God in Scripture given to Him by people who have seen God in action in their lives, each reflecting a different aspect of His character? This is not an exhaustive list because God is ever working in the lives of the people He loves. His character has not and will not change. He is just always at work. The scriptures tell us he neither slumbers nor sleeps. There are only two names God has given himself in scripture. And these are the two we should most revere. The Lord or Yahweh and God Almighty. And number five, we should honor or revere God's works. Ecclesiastes 3.14 tells us, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing can be taken from it. God does it so that men will revere Him. So these reverent or noble thoughts turn into reverent and noble actions. I have five to tell you about. Our behaviors will be the test of the condition of our thoughts. So here we go. Number one action is to purify ourselves from contaminating things or activities. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 tells us that. This includes turning away from the source of the contamination and turning to God. Make a clean break with your past and give yourself over to Him. Number two, submit to other believers. This is found in Ephesians 5, 21. This does not mean you become a doormat to be walked all over by anyone. Number three, teach others to live godly lives. We find this in Titus 2.3. We all have someone who we could consider, quote, spiritual children, those new in the faith. They could be younger than us, but not necessarily, who is looking to us for discipleship. This is a noble task. Number four, we will worship God acceptably. And this is found in Hebrews 12.28. And then number five, we will fear and respect God from 1 Peter 1.17. These last two go hand in hand. The word fear here means that God is revered and respected based on rank. If the creator of the universe and sovereign almighty God and Lord is the one we are looking at, his rank is number one. This means he is worthy of our acceptable worship. So you see, our thoughts mean something. We will be known by our actions and words But those all start internally with thoughts that if they are irreverent or ignoble, will steer our lives in directions we would not want to go. Directions that will certainly dishonor God and dishonor ourselves. Let me wrap up with this excerpt from McLaren's Expositions Bible Commentary. Picture this scene in your mind and ask God for your brain, your thought container, to be used for noble purposes all the days of your life. It says, Whatsoever things are reverent, let grave, serious, solemn thought be familiar to your minds 
not frivolities, not mean things. There is an old story in Roman history about the barbarians breaking into the capital and their fury being awed into silence and struck into immobility as they saw round and round in the hall the august senators, each in his seat. Let your minds be like that, with reverent thoughts clustering on every side. And when wild passions and animal desires and low, mean contemplations dare to cross the threshold, they will be awed into silence and stillness. Whatsoever things are august, think on these things. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for our time together. God, would you forgive us of when our thoughts have been dishonorable and irreverent towards you, towards the things that you have asked us to honor. And I ask that you would help us this day and every day moving forward to have thoughts that are noble, that honor you, that honor your name, honor your word, honor your the people that you dwell within their lives and help our actions to show our that our thoughts are right where they should be. Help us in this area. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, y'all. That's two descriptors down, six more to go. Next week, we will look at how our thoughts can be right, whatever, no matter what. I hope you will tune back in. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.